2: here at guitar nerds we want to make sure you have the best chance to listen to all the guitar content that's right for you that's why we have a patreon patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds a veritable treasure trove full of interviews mini series and a whole extra half an hour episode every week patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds get your nerd on And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton. Joined this week by Jay Cross, hello, and Matt Knight. Good evening. And this week we've uh, we've got tons of uh, interesting and exciting news. There's new stuff and old stuff. There's new brand bosses, and of course, Nam is just around the corner, so we can. Uh, you know, start to expect to see all sorts of new things um, coming out. No, it's, it's not, not long, long at all. Seven and that weeks means still the
3: new year, I think.
2: It doesn't feel to me like we've had any. There hasn't really been. There's only been a couple of weeks of like downtime where where like loads of new stuff hasn't been being released. And now we're into that period where, certainly for the next couple of months, people are going to be. There's going to be sort of all the Nam stuffs going to start to come out, so people can get the drop on Nam and get people excited about seeing the stuff for the first time at Nam. All these new things are going to start to come out, and they are going to be wicked.
3: I, I, I just have one question: Where does it all go? <laughs> <laughs> like all this stuff keeps getting made, and all these people keep buying it. But who are these people, <laughs> and how does it continue to exist? <laughs> it, <laughs>
2: it's it's not really it's not an expanding uh, sort of hobby, guitar playing, is it? I don't feel that it's like it's picking up traction as the years go on. So oh,
4: absolutely, absolutely, it is. We're talking about. Do, of do you think is. so? Yeah, no, of course it is. I it is. think yeah, the, weird yeah. thing, the weird thing. Well, is, I
2: mean, is what's happening is we're we're buying all the gear.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is is uh, as the years have gone on, us three have uh, got better jobs and we've mm-hmm. earned more money and we're the reason why guitars are selling more. It's just uh, yeah. it's just all us.
2: We spoke about my us 23 three guitars, didn't we? Yes, yeah.
4: Exactly. 23 and me. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree, Matt. I don't understand where any of it goes. I mean, it was like uh, that when we worked in stores, wasn't it? You know, and you'd be selling like... I don't know, on a
3: Saturday. I mean, I remember some busy Saturdays and you'd be doing like 20, 30 guitars and you'd just be like, every Saturday to different people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's nuts. And you think how many shops there are in the UK alone, you know, big chain stores doing that and then smaller dealers that are obviously doing stuff on top. And that's, that's a lot of guitars. And when you go to a factory and you see someone like Gibson who are making, like when you go, you know, when we went to Music Man, for example, and they're like, oh, we make about... 50 guitars a day finished like boxed and you see 50 guitars on a guitar rack and you're like that's a lot of guitar just for one day (laughs) and then you think like Gibson
4: makes 700 finished a day and when I when I went to the Martin factory they said that they uh they finished something like I think they said 300 in America and they reckon another 600 in Mexico every day so that, Martin alone are making like nine hundred. That is madness. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy.
2: And and if you think you know, Brighton isn't exactly a, a big city. And and what do we have? What do you reckon we've got? Four, five guitar shops in Brighton. Uh, something yeah, like that. Four. You know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, something like that. You have got Brighton Guitars, Mud Pie, Badlands. Um.
3: That's yeah. it, I think. I don't know yeah, anymore. That's it. Oh, hobgoblin. hobgoblin, hobgoblin
2: as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and th- there's another one. There's, there's guitar. Dave has his little shop. I don't know what it's called now. Yeah. Woody's Woody's Music. That's what it's called
4: now. That's right. That's
3: right. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that's it. They are the, definitely the five main guitar shops in Brighton right now.
2: Um, yeah, that's it. No others, really.
4: <laughs> no, no others. Yeah, and, uh, good day at work today, was it, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah sure.
3: <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, that's you know, that's you know, without going too far into this, I just, I just don't know where they all go. Where does it all go? And you know, you go to Nam, and Nam is massive, and and that's like, that's not just like guitar market. You walk around, there's like some guys like, yeah, I've got this new type of flute, and then you're like. Who's all that making all this stuff and i you know i've speaking to some people that are music china and music china's apparently like four or five times the size of nam so if you've ever been to nam and how big it is like music china's even bigger yeah and then you think but there's 1.7 billion people that live in china <laughs> i wonder no,
4: 7 billion people live on no, planet earth you
3: no one, one, 1. 1.7 oh
4: right okay I, I i wonder what wh- oh sorry just to just to go back on what you were saying um matty about where it all goes is if you remember earlier in the year fender there was a, a bunch of research that came out that that, that fender commissioned that said that it, it was something like uh one in ten only one in ten people who start learning the guitar stick with it and so yeah. that's the thing is that for every ten new guitar players, for every ten people who go out and buy their first guitar, own nine of them will never pick it up again. But then you'll get another ten who'll also buy their first guitar, and then they'll never pick it. They'll never pick it up again either. But the uh, the one person that does pick up their guitar uh, and stick with it, they then go on to buy like seven guitars in their lifetime or something like that. So yeah. I think that's the thing. Is, is that, that all? Uh, it, well, <laughs> yeah. On average, it's seven, which means that you've got, uh, well, you've got like four and a half people's guitars there, Joe, Uh, three and a half, three and a half people's guitars. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think it is is interesting. It is really interesting about where this stuff all does disappear to. And you
3: sort of, sometimes I just sort of like to think like what those people, you know, how those people evolve as players. Do you know what I mean? Like if you could follow every (laughs) every one of those people and watch them become like a guitar player and what they buy and... And all of that—it's just—it's just really interesting. <laughs> That's
4: not what I thought you were going to say at all. I thought you were going to say, "Yeah, it's really—it's really interesting." Those those nine people that uh, bought a guitar and they never played it. I just wonder you know what they talk about all day because (laughs) do they even exist (laughs) well i I just don't understand what you talk about people yeah absolutely i mean you know i'm i'm in like three or four group chats and i mean (laughs) literally or they're all just about talking about guitars this conversation came up in one of my one of my group chats this week actually just like what do people who don't play guitar talk about when they're talking in group chats like i i because all I'm ever doing is screenshotting like terrible guitars and, like, and sending them through to, to to other people to have a look at, you know.
3: I mean, I'm pretty sure I don't talk about anything but guitars. I talk about cats a lot, but yeah, guitars or cats, really, um, and pedals, more guitar-related. Yeah, things. that 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 is
2: yeah. We're not the we're not the most interesting of people. Well, with with Nam uh, just around the corner, what what do you think is going to win Nam this year? Because because it's got to be something left field like last year we saw the british made chapman guitars which i think was one of the um one of the sort of best received things that happened at nam and then of course that ridiculous 18 string ormsby that probably won nam for weirdest thing that was there i'm excited to see what cuz there's going to be there's going to be so much new stuff, but it's gonna be a much much more quiet year for Fender because they released everything last year, literally everything last year. So well, it's gonna be interesting.
3: I mean I am I'm, I'm interested to see what Slappero do next, to be honest. The one string slap bass.
2: It's uh the Slapper is a very important uh instrument, um I, I, I think. You
3: know, they were they next to um, they were next to Stonefield, right? They were near
2: Stonefield, yes, they, yeah.
3: Exactly. Their stand was always super busy, though. Yeah, and just with amazing. people
2: making those ridiculous noises on the uh, on the And um, um, yeah.
4: speaking of speaking of uh, weird bases and that, we were listening yeah. to we, uh, we were listening to of War this week at work. Yeah. Um, not for you know. There's some news that came out about Manowar, which we shouldn't really talk about. But um, just one of the people that I work with loves Manowar, and we were listening to him. And um, I hadn't realised that the bass player from Manowar plays a piccolo bass. Do you know? Have you? Are you is guys aware tiny, of this?
3: Is that a tiny bass?
4: No, no, no. It's just it's a it's it's a um, a bass that is it's an instrument that's tuned in in the on the octave in between an electric guitar and an electric bass. So it's it's quite high. It's it's really right. weird. You sort of think of Man of War as being, you know, like the loudest band in the world and therefore it's probably like lots of rumbly low frequencies. But yeah, he's playing he's playing a piccolo. That's um, so weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. And I, I, I've never seen one before. Um and yeah, I just I I Joe, I wondered, you know, base relate I've got a bass related query for you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never I've never seen one being actually played in real life. That is uh that is completely bonkers. Um, in in other weird bass news, whilst we're on it, we were talking about the uh the strata base uh, just before. Who who was it that made a, a strata oh, the, Strat bass? Um,
4: oh Stanley Stanley Clark you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Stanley yeah Clark. there was there was some um some interview that he did recently where he said oh, I love the strat bass I love it so much that Fender's making me one or something and I, I read that he I'm loves like, oh, he really? loves stratocasters <laughs> yes yeah, sorry yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He,
2: he he likes stratocasters but he's a bass player so yes he's had he's had a bass made that looks like a stratocaster
4: yes which i assume is just a uh a master, a custom shop, or a master built or something. Because I, I mean, I don't know anything about it, but maybe, maybe, maybe it is happening. I don't know.
2: I absolutely want one. That's totally cool. I love Stratocasters and play bass. I want a Stratabase. <laughs> to be honest, there, there are some things that have sort of ticked that box already. The Burns Bison. That's very yeah. Strat Strat I, I don't
4: know about that. About that. I mean, stra, the the defining feature for a Strat for me is is you know it's kind of light and easy to knock about it's would you a burns bison is made of five trees condensed <laughs> through some sort of weird uh spatial anomaly which makes yes. it way as much as five trees do but they're a little bit <laughs> they smaller.
2: were traditionally very heavy i love that you never get like you don't often get three pickup bases though and it was really interesting um because of that and and there were so many pickup options the different ways you could split them you could create like a precision based sound by turning on the lower half of your neck pickup and the the top half of your middle pickup so essentially creating a, <laughs> a, a split p sort of uh uh you know pickup thing which was super cool and it had the wild dog setting which was yeah. just all three all is three that pickups everything on. together that's, yeah. that's everything on and it's just called wild dog yeah yeah but, i I, um,
4: I do remember hearing that and it is fantastic
2: they, they were great. They come strung with, uh, with flat round strings and you get them in a silver snakeskin hard case. I mean, that is... The thing is, is
3: at, at one point, all of these switching options, just thinking the switching options, all of these switching options at one point were brand new and crazy. And yet we've we've ended up with the two humbucker, three... Pickup selector, you know the three-way selector or the five-way. It could have gone so much worse. We could be having like multiple guitars with just like Wild Dog and all <laughs> this like, bizarre... yeah, yeah. You seen that new Strat? It's got um, it's know yeah, nine and a half inch radius Wild Dog uh, pickup selections on it, It's just like we actually managed with some normal pickup selections. Yeah, yeah. it's just quite Yeah, we're nice.
2: quite quite lucky. Although robot tuners did. Also, make it into becoming an industry standard. Let's uh, let's not forget. <sighs> if two thousand and fifteen Gibson one. had taken off, just just think, Tronical could be an industry standard. None of us would need pedalboard tuners. Would uh, would just do it all on the on the headstock of our guitar. It's funny
3: because they have completely stopped that now, haven't they? There's nothing. In the range well, uh, that has yeah. Tronical, you can still well, buy Tronical, though, can't you? you can still y- yeah. I
2: mean, the, I you know, consumer. I don't, I don't know any details about it, but the last, the last thing I heard was there, there was like suing and counter suing going on between Tronical and oh uh, really Gibson? Yeah, so it's uh, so you know, the, I, I think that relationship is uh, very much gone up. I in thought, smoke. See,
4: I thought Gibson. Bought them, but maybe that isn't the they
2: case. Did. I think they did. They they did. I think I, I don't. I, you do you know what? On the podcast, I don't actually want to sort of. Uh, get, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, course. Take stabs at what I think happened, but but yeah, the um, yeah, an an, an interesting sort of. We'll, thing we'll text can,
4: about. We'll text about it
2: afterwards in yeah, the group we'll text about it afterwards. Yeah, was, yeah, good um, idea.
3: I was just having a look. Actually, I thought I'd go on. That's that's
2: a
4: Patreon. T- that's a Patreon tier, yeah. isn't it? Like we hear yeah. yeah,
2: what we really think about Gibson Tronic. No, 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 no. That's that's oh, a
4: Patreon right. tier. Is like you know you pay us you pay us one hundred and fifty grand a month and we'll let you into our WhatsApp no. chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just on the Tronical website actually. The
3: latest version of the Tronical machine heads, which look like I'm on a strap, got a full colored screen that shows you each individual string, and it's tiny. It's like
4: it's like the size of a normal clip-on. This
2: sounds great. Let's get them. How much are they?
4: <laughs> buy um, a set. Know, Can they you they buy actually... me twenty-three sets, please? <laughs> so they
3: actually look, and they've got an app. I mean, uh, the th- yeah, th- I mean that's where I've lost. Like, <laughs> why is why there do an, I an need app? app now? Why do I need an app?
4: Well, I tell you what. What you, what you need there is you need to get a uh, a sustainiac or something to just constantly. Uh, play the harmonics of your guitars (laughs) and then you just sit down and you just change the tuning on your app and your guitar will play itself you wouldn't even have to do it that is genius (laughs) (laughs) i'm into that imagine that you'd be like steve rice just sitting in your armchair
3: composing something oh, it could be some sort of weird like um crowd like performance piece where you just like hand the phone over to random
2: people and they tune and yeah. <laughs> for you. genius speaking of tronicle and gibson by proxy we should probably speak about the fact that gibson have got themselves a new uh a new boss man
3: yeah we didn't really talk about this i guess as soon as the news broke because no exactly
2: probably of, the-, the coolest named man ever
4: Yeah, I'm trying to find. I'm
2: trying to find. J C Curly.
4: J C (laughs) Curly. Yeah. So he came from. He came from Levi's. Is that right?
2: That's right. Which is don't you? Because last year, 2000 and what year? Well, no, it was this year then, wasn't it? Because 2018, Gibson actually did a denim Les Paul. So what are the chances now that?
4: Oh, no, right. it was okay. just.
2: Do you know what it? It, it literally it was just blue. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I. I, I it, had, it was like an, It was
4: white back, wasn't it? White back and sides. Uh, no, I
2: think it was so. No, it was just blue. It was. Uh, it, they were very, very cheaply made. It was one of the Amazon exclusive. Uh, let's pause. Right. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward what to getting like if- the, all the new Gibson finishes, like stone wash. <laughs> and <Okay>. ripped. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, Why well, this guitar is really relics? That's no, the new ripped finish, mate. You don't know about it. Um, what were those?
2: What were those Levi's that came out? The twisted ones that were popular in the in the early two thousands. I wonder if I, that can I, be I implemented. I was wearing in some... damage, mate, yeah, I was, <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, was, I was hitching hitching my <laughs> hitching my uh, my pants up as I went into a bathroom because <laughs> for
2: just, listeners yeah. for listeners who don't know. Uh, in the early 2000s, we were probably all wearing a brand of jeans called Criminal Damage, which were incredibly baggy. And uh, I imagine we were all wearing them below our... Um, what was that free um, magazine? Grebo G- G- Flares. Yeah. What was that free magazine
3: that used to come with, like, Kerrang! That used to have all the weird, like, gothic jewellery and...
4: Clothes in
2: it, i th- do you know? I think I mail ordered something.
4: I that. can, Joe. I can imagine you uh, being like, "Oh yeah, I, I actually was a model in that for a little while, like <laughs> with a moustache <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, they but, they asked yes. they, they asked me to put this flaming skull t shirt on, and like you know, I got to keep it. <laughs> I, I still haven't taken but,
2: it on. Uh, um, uh, we, we, I don't know how we've managed to end up on baggy jeans instead. Oh well, yes, it was the jean thing. But Gibson, new CEO.
3: Well, not only that, they've got a new so new CEO, new CMO, which is their marketing officer, new financial officer, new production officer, and someone new to board um, the the whole directors. A table. whole
2: new team, and they've t- they've mm. had some very nice promo shots taken of uh, JC and his new team that make it look like a, a sort of CSI Miami uh, style nice photo. Shot. It's, it's, looks it. it's it's fantastic, but um, and also most excitingly. They're uh, they're NAMing it this they're year. What? Oh, they right. Yeah, they're yeah. going to be at NAM. It's right. the return of Gibson to Unam.
4: Well, they were at, yeah, they were at Summer NAM, So yes, you know, but
2: they weren't at Unam.
4: No, no.
2: Now they'll be at
3: Unam. I was just uh, reading here on one of the articles that it, uh, he notes that Gibson will emerge on November the first with an entirely clean balance sheet. Wow. So someone afresh.
4: right. Wow. Someone has. Bailed well, them I, out, I guess. I guess that's yeah, the creditors. You know. yeah, they were
3: saying here that there was, you know, acquisition of home and audio electronics business pushed it into 500 million of untenable debt. I, I'm guessing they sold a lot of those brands. I don't know or something. Yeah. They had well, that K-R-K was the deal, wasn't it? Yeah. Tascam and all of that.
2: Yeah. The very microphone company that we use. Neat. <laughs> Neat Mics. They were a Gibson company. Don't, don't they not exist anymore? <laughs> yeah, they don't exist anymore. That's, that's why we got these mics cheap.
3: Um, but yeah, I mean, it will, um, it will, it will be very interesting. Um, I know that's kind of what everyone's saying, but I just, it, it, it just, you know, it's not often I think you get to see a company go into a brand new phase. Of, you know, a big company like this to go into a brand new phase of their entire life.
2: It's gonna be great. Know. I really, really hope they bring back robot tuners. <laughs> It would be so good if that was the Bring announcement. In we're bringing back the 2015 lineup. We're going back to a zero fret robot tuners. We're going to have the seven string width six string guitar necks. Oh, it'll be new, new wonderful. New Dust Tiger,
4: new uh, new fire. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Well, heavy heavy
2: weight aluminium
4: flight cases. Oh,
3: because <sighs> didn't Henry say something once that was like? People don't want old guitars. Like, old guitars are for, like, old people
4: or something. Oh, something like that.
3: <gasps>
2: Do you think they're going to bring back the Firebird X? Maybe oh, they'll bring back the Tascam Orange.
4: <laughs> well, no, because I think they sold Tascam. Oh, no. Well, they can just call it Orange then. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that if they
3: did what they did in the uh, in the 60s, went... No one's buying Les Pauls, man. Discontinuum, <laughs> <laughs> discontinued the Les Paul. <laughs> anyway, we uh,
2: we 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 should. There, there's quite a lot of news to cover. So, uh, but we don't really know what's going to happen with. It's very exciting what's happening with 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 Gibson. I think it's going to be great. And I think post Winter Nam, I mean, I don't know if that's enough time for them really to get anything off the ground in in terms of like a maybe a few new limited runs. I'd like to see some of that. I'd like to see an indication of the direction that Gibson will be taking. Um so maybe a few a few little bits here and there at NAM. That would be that would be great. That would be very exciting. Of course they're kind of bound to the twenty nineteen lineup that was released just before mm. um Henry went.
3: One thing I'd like to see is not a new update every year.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, just just stop calling them the, the year name. Just make the standard series the tribute series and just have it like that and just run you know like Fender managed to not update the standard between like 2012 and uh two th- whenever this year well the
4: year. no the pros the American pro replaced the oh the yeah what do you mean that's the, what the, I mean, the, the Mexican, American standard the American standard yeah 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 absolutely.
2: Which is great. What, what a wonderful amount of time to get out of a single model. It also means that you're not sort of frantically trying to flog off old stock by the, by the end of every year. Um, yeah, it'll be, be interesting to see, but, but I guess see we shall.
3: Mm, indeed.
2: Anyway, let's, uh, let's have a look at some news. So Matt, uh, not not only, um, not only. Uh, I don't really know where I was going with that. Actually, <laughs> not only, uh, not only something, nothing at all. But uh, Ernie Ball, Ernie Ball. It, it seems to be the last couple of years. There's been a lot of anniversaries, and uh, Ernie Ball are, are announcing the 25th year anniversary of the Luke.
3: Yes. So this guitar actually holds, not this specific one, but the model kind of holds a special place in my heart, because when I worked in my very first guitar shop, we had a second-hand Music Man Luke 2, and it was probably at the uh, time... Wait,
2: wait, but before, before you carry on, mm. I realise I meant to point this out at the start of the podcast, and I, I didn't at all, but I should point out to listeners, especially American listeners who might not know, but we are very stupidly recording this podcast on fireworks night uh uh so especially for me and Jay there are going to be fireworks going off right outside our window probably the whole way through this podcast
4: I was hoping people would think it was uh me uh farting actually but uh yeah, making
2: popcorn it. sorry I did, I did yeah react. that's what I said yeah Absolutely. Anyway, Matt, continue.
3: Anyway, so yes, this this particular style of guitar, the Luke, holds a special place in my heart because in the very first guitar shop I worked in, um, we had a Luke II secondhand. So they were like the green-ish Pearl Ones with the EMGs. And it was, at the time, I think, was one of the most expensive guitars I'd ever played. Um, and since then, and I think I said when I bought my James Valentine, I'd always loved that Music Man neck. So the Lukes for me, although... I'm not a massive fan of this particular model in terms of its looks. I do think that everything they make is absolutely fantastic. And they're celebrating uh, 25 years of the Luke with the 25th anniversary L3. Um, It's crazy to think it's only 25 years. I think um, he was like their second or third uh, in Dorsey. I think he was uh, second
4: after Steve Morse. Oh, really?
3: Yes, I believe
4: Steve Morse was the first, yes. I always yes. thought Luke was the first. Luke no, there. pretty sure it's because I think this. I, th- I think Joe, if uh, it, I'll have you know, this was a question in the guitar notes quiz. Uh, it was uh, from earlier in this year. So thank you very much. Ah,
3: very well. Um, and and since we went to um, the factory at Nam and really saw how these was built, I just to me every time I see them, I just know absolutely everything that's gone into them, the precise detail that they go into. So. The 25th anniversary is in Bermuda Bermuda, Bermuda blue, um, really nice sort of like deep ocean blue with a quilt top, uh, limited to 25 pieces uh, worldwide. They've upgraded the fretboard markers, custom It is an
2: exceptional quilt top as well,
3: isn't it? It is, and with a uh, bird's eye, roasted, like incredibly figured um, neck as well. It's just an amazing looking guitar and i think if you're into steve luke you're into that sort of luke body shape and you want something a little bit special uh, this is definitely one um worth having a look at and this one has a slightly different um pickup configuration this is a brand new bridge humbucker with extra hot output paired with two classic cutlass single coils so usually on the l3 you've got two humbuckers uh, this is the hss which i actually think is quite nice i think it's nice having the single coils. Uh, in the neck position. Definitely.
2: This makes, it makes this guitar absolutely super
4: yes. versatile. I'm, I'm
2: really into this. I'm not really into the top, but I do love the look.
4: Yeah. So just to, just to give a bit of uh, context, this, uh, so this guitar came out 25 years ago. That makes it 1993. Uh, meaning it coincided. The year Jurassic Park came out. Uh, yeah, the year that Jurassic Park came out and also the year of Toto's um, eighth LP, <laughs> Um, Tam, uh, no, wait, Kingdom of Desire. Was their eighth LP featuring such uh, absolute bangers as "Don't Chain My Heart" and Two Hearts" uh, and "Kingdom <laughs> really, of Desire"? They These really aren't... like hearts. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. There's there, there's no other heart songs on there. Um, but yeah, that was uh, Toto's first eighth. record. First record. That was their eighth record, and it was their first record in five years. Um, after after the relative success of their seventh album, the seventh one, uh, which uh, <laughs> which which was their second most popular record of all time, so there we go. It's Very uh, little trip down memory. I, I actually hadn't realised just how long Toto had been a band. I mean, that, that first record came out in 1978. Um yeah. So they've, you know, um, they've that's a lot of Toto.
3: They were a session band, basically, weren't they? they right, were yeah, the yeah, session yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then they went, we're so busy in the studio all the time playing for other people, we're basically writing our own songs at the same time and then that's when, <laughs> um, that's when sort of Toto went in and sort of did a record and it's sort of all gone from that. But yeah, 76 to 2008, two year hiatus, 2008 to present. Um, and I think they're probably a much bigger deal in, um, I don't know, I guess maybe they are a big deal over here, they're probably a bigger deal in America. Um than they are in the UK, but I mean they've had some
4: pretty big hits. Steve Lukather's discography is absolutely oh, it's bonkers, ridiculous. It's 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 so long. There are so many records that he's played on. It, it's just absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I think he was just he was like you know the go to session person. I reckon he just no. Nah, I reckon he just lived around the corner. I reckon that's what it was. He just <laughs> yeah. He just lived just, closest. Just get Steve in. He's close. Yeah.
2: It's just um, always down the boozer across the road. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um well I'm just scrolling through the discography now. In alphabetical order it is absolutely insane.
2: <laughs> well, anyway, speaking uh well we weren't really speaking of NAM, but you know, speaking of brands that are uh good segments yeah, you can it was, do this. Was, I believe it wasn't knew. great, was it? You it wasn't great. Segue. You
4: can do it, you can do it.
2: All right, all right, here we go. Speaking of brands that are releasing full lines, full lineups of guitars ahead of Nam enter Schechter. That's right, Schechter have announced their full 2019 guitar lineup, and it looks absolutely banging. Now, Schechter, I I feel certainly, I, I I have felt in the past, maybe they've been slightly... Eclipsed ha, 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 by ESP and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and and of course Ibanez um, as in that sort of uh, large brands that make modern, often metal-edged guitars. But this 2019 lineup is absolutely cracking. Um, I'm really excited about it. In fact, we we saw some things come out last uh, last year that were sort of indicating that they were. Um, that, that they were getting more outlandish with the with the instruments that they were making or modernising, for want of a better word. I think maybe some of their guitars were quite traditionally metal. Um, uh, I,
3: just, I just think we're seeing brands move away from
2: yeah that sort of trad metal like, thing. Well, I think yeah. metal is evolving quite a lot. It's becoming yeah. much more fusion orientated at the well, moment. And I think the guitar companies are, 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 are you know reacting to that. But I mean, if you see a
3: lot of metal YouTubers, for example, like, you know, Rob Scallon or, you know, Pete Cottrell, those guys, they're all sort of using Chapman. And I think that's definitely a brand that moved away from the traditional metal-looking yeah. image. And obviously, Rabia's got a signature and yeah, those guitars, yeah. you know, there's like natural wood finishes. I mean, even if you look at Ola England's Solar range as well, I wouldn't necessarily say that they were like totally metal guitars you know or when i think of a metal guitar yeah. yeah when i think of a metal guitar, i think of like a shiny gloss black um esp or something with some sort of blood or skulls on it um yeah i mean i think we, moved we've move, moved
2: moved Yes, we've moved away from that. But yes, satin finishes are uh, uh have become very popular. Obviously, things like extended range, fan frets become very popular. Um passive pickups are making a big comeback in yes. in metal, although you know, active still sort of certainly has its uh, certainly has its place and we see the sustainiac featuring a lot throughout Schechter's lineup. But um but but yes, it's kind of this thing uh, uh lots of lots of burl and uh uh, you know that sort of that sort of natural wood finishes and this this thing that i think Ibanez has kind of popularized because it was i think it was more a boutique guitar feature a few years ago but the um i don't know how you describe it matt you described it earlier.
0: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time
1: stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started
3: like the bevel top so yeah, you get the you get the so you've got the the bell top or the flame top which is then carved away into like a bevel where you then get the natural body wood under underneath yeah and it um, just
2: it looks fantastic it's such yeah. a such a a unique and interesting look and certainly if you if you like and and also I think it's this is do the doing the important job of making these guitars more acceptable for people who aren't necessarily metal musicians as well if you just want something modern that looks um that that's you know you, you want something that's not retro you want something modern that looks really um modern you, yeah, <laughs> I think kind you, of you know, expensive. They they look they look well built, um, and and these guitars kind of tick that box. But they also they had the Nick Johnston, which they released um, last year. Years
3: ago, yeah, I think it's quite. Well, I think a, it's quite it was last year, maybe two years
2: ago. And and now that's 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 uh, having some upgrades for this year, and is going to it will be introduced um, on the market. In a couple of tiers, I believe there are a couple of tiers.
4: Fourteen-inch radius,
2: on the, very uh, flat, very <laughs> that flat.
4: Is <laughs> that is incredibly one, flat. The one I like uh, the most out of these is the V1 Apocalypse, which is a kind of offset. Um, uh, offset's not the right word, but it's it's. It looks a bit like a flying V, but one the the top horn is slightly longer, uh, and you've got really fantastic level of access. Towards the, uh, I mean, not that I ever need to go out there, but there's uh, there's really fantastic access up at the the top end. Um, It looks cool. It looks like something out of Fallout. It looks like it it looks like a guitar that survived a nuclear holocaust. And I I have to say, looking at this, um, I reckon it probably would. It's made of swamp ash, so the guitar is probably a million years old already. Uh, And um, you know, set neck, glow in the dark markers. Uh, This is Is exactly what you need. Scratch plate. I, no i think I it's kind know. of like an anodized what does it say about the plate uh it doesn't it looks like rusty copper yeah kind of like, so. yeah like a kind of rusty anodized type uh finish uh yeah. it looks it looks great i think i think it looks absolutely fantastic yeah. i've always i've always liked the, these kind of like big um statement shapes i've never really been into really sort of spiky aggressive um shape guitars but this i think with the sort of rounded edges looks really really nice um i i think it's cool they're doing something a little bit different you know because yeah, for cool, a long totally time it, a long time it was schecter's were just okay here is a kind of super strat and here is the sinister gates and like those were the two kind of shapes that yeah. they were running with and so having uh, a number of different shapes like this i think i think is really cool it's, it's it's very interesting to see what they do with them
2: Absolutely. I uh, for me, I think my favourite thing in the range was the Reaper series, um, which is available in a six, a seven, uh, or an eight string. And in the seven and eight, um, they are they are fan fretted as well, or multi scale. Um, and uh, also, uh, they're available with a sustainiac in the neck or or not. Uh, and they're doing a hardtail uh, and a, a Floyd Rose. Uh, system option on there. Um, I much prefer the headstock on the Reaper series. Head, the headstock that Schechter generally go for, the sort of uh, three on either side, and it sort of tapers at the top. I've never been into headstocks that taper in. I always think they should go out. Uh, basically, Gibson got it right, and <laughs> just copy that as much as possible, because and, that's and, the best-looking headstock. But and on, what on they've this got- one...
4: What they've got with this as well is they've got that kind of indent that has has been really popular yes. recently.
2: Yeah, Who, it's the sort of thing that companies like Fano uh, have yeah. been doing and uh, and I think Friedman did it on their guitars as well. And what was that guitar company that we couldn't pronounce the other week? Yeah, I... Balaguer.
3: Balaguer. Balaguer, yeah. Balaguer, yes.
2: Those guys as well. It's really popular to have that slightly um, uh, recessed, Portion of their headstock on a six in the row, and these on on the Reaper set you get like a, a reverse headstock, which uh, which also makes loads of sense for metal to have that extra that extra length on your on your low strings as well. Yeah. So, um, um, really with the
4: cool. just looking at these uh, the Reapers, uh, the sustainiac is that only available with a Floyd? Because looking at it, looking at the the, the lineup that's here, there's um, the hardtail. Reaper, the reaper with floyd or the reaper with floyd and sustaniac ah uh, yes so,
2: it might well be the case uh, yeah, i'm okay. i'm i'm just having a butcher's through their uh their press release and yeah um, uh, on there it just says also available with a staniac
4: oh okay also important to point out um a bunch of lefties as well which is cool um That's so cool. the reaper the standard reaper the reaper with floyd the reaper with floyd and sustaniac and the uh, seven-string multi-scale is also available left-handed. Wow, that's um, really cool. So yeah, yeah, cool, cool selection. That's that's really cool.
2: Hip-shot hardware throughout as well. So they're yeah, really, they like, look- I'm really impressed with this series.
3: Yeah, I think it's that it's that real modern metal. Ibanez, Kiesel, now Schechter, You know Chapman they all sort of cover that sort of same sort of area and you've just got a wide choice of specs, colours and designs to choose from now. And yeah. they'll do everything from, you know, low gain stuff to high gain stuff. And I think the passive pickups are going to be a little bit more dynamic. Um, I like the option of sustainiac. That's probably the o- one of the only commercial guitars I can think of with a sustainiac option in general.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how these are received uh, at NAM and, um, and the impact they have on... Uh, on that scene as well. Um interesting that they haven't uh put forward a headless model. Um not not necessarily they should. I know Chapman have not either, but uh but just because that seems to be an ever growing popular uh thing to do. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just retooling of machines and of course you you've got to be comp- set up very very differently. Yes. Um but uh but yeah, really cool, really cool lineup of uh new guitars. Speaking of new guitars, we should talk about some old guitars. (laughs) (laughs) That is my strongest segue yet. Jay Cross, um, over on Mark Packham's uh, thing, Reverb.com, some guitars have gone up for sale.
4: Yeah, so um, Sonic Youth have joined the long line of uh, bands who are selling all of their clopper on uh, <laughs> on reverb in one go and um i tell you what some of the stuff that went up there was just absolutely ridiculous so um a koa body travis bean um guitar that sold for eight and a half grand uh of a firebird oh my god yeah gibson firebird that sold for eight grand what a, was the firebird uh, uh it was a uh, excuse me it was a Firebird. I don't know. I'm just having a look at it now. Um, it oh, fantastic radio. I do. I do apologize. Yes, absolutely. Um, but the, I don't know. It doesn't what,
2: say. What's interesting is all this gear is still like is very much all still covered in all the stickers, and some of it's broken. Like they've <laughs> taken. But that Travis Bean haven't they? They they removed all of the controls except for the volume. So it it only had oh yeah quality and it just there's... has holes in it like there's a, a the p-base that's for sale obviously the scratch plate had broken at some point and it's just got some it's just got some duct tape over the lower part of the scratch plate to keep it
4: loads of the amps have got um you know spray paint designs on them there's yeah. a there's a, a, a super a couple of super reverbs uh with really nice uh <laughs> Really nice, tasteful uh, spray paint on there. Um, the uh, There's an original Klon Centaur. Um, which sold for three grand. Which I, three I can't, grand? Three grand. I can't imagine <laughs> that's going to do much for uh, for stabilizing stabilizing the clone the second hand clone market. Uh, but yeah, good grief, that is some price. He probably. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet Thurston Moore bought this in like 1996 for like two hundred dollars. If yeah. that actually. If that he probably bought. It, yeah, he probably bought it for at like a hundred bucks and uh has just seen a huge uh return on his investment for that but absolutely quality um so just i, I what i wanted to do was I, I had a quick look on the front page so there was over 250 things for sale uh in total and on the front page there's what one two three four five six twenty four um twenty-four products. i searched I, I sorted it high to low in terms of price. And out of the twenty-six most expensive products, which range from that Travis Bean that went for nearly nine grand, down to uh an Epiphone, which sold for a grand, everything except for the Mutron has sold. Uh wow. so yeah, a Mutron buy phase. Uh now I don't even know what that is. Um but yeah, I mean, it looks bonkers. I'm actually really surprised this hasn't this hasn't sold because it seems like the sort of thing that uh, people who were um, Sonic Youth fans in the '90s and have grown up and like have got a little bit more money to throw about themselves now. Uh it absolutely looks like the sort of experimental uh waffle that people would uh people would, <laughs> would, would, would spend some would throw some money at. Uh so yeah, I guess I think the thing that's interesting is that this this really doesn't appear to be going away, this idea of bands um selling their gear in in one uh in one hit like this. Um I don't what, really know what Revo get out of it I guess they get a bit of traction and I I suppose they're getting the listing fees as well um yeah, of but you know the, it's um it's it's cool it's, it seems to it seems to be a cool project Absolutely. um and one uh, of, yeah
2: one of my favorite things that I saw on there was a copper sparkle ibanez talman um with a Bixby that had then had the arm looks to have been torn off um, so it's just you can't use the Bigsby, and it's a nightmare to restring. But what about?
4: <laughs> so it's, the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. So oh yeah, and it really yeah.
3: so I was going to say, here's one. If there was, maybe this is a question for the group, or maybe it's a question for later on. But I mean, for me, I don't know what band it would have to be to put something on reverb for me to go. I have to buy that. I mean, if is, if, is there anyone that you'd go? If they put something online for a band that I really liked, yeah, you'd have to
2: buy yeah, it. If, uh, if 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 Omar Rodriguez Lopez put up yeah, yeah, you know, one point. of his um, one of his Ibanez RRL uh, ones, I'd definitely buy that. That was a yeah. great guitar. I don't know why I didn't I buy. Oh, I don't know why no, I didn't buy one the now. one that I got him to sign. <laughs> no, I've
3: actually, yeah, I've actually got a DD. We've actually got a DD three signed by him in the
2: office. Um, oh yeah, that was possibly, from the same show, wasn't it? It was when uh, so. he was playing with Bosnian, Rainbows like Bosnian Rainbows, and Rainbows in Brighton. Yeah. And, yeah. Was that the uh, one when they only had went two down,
3: songs, but they still managed to play for an
4: hour?
2: No, no, that was a different band. That was his punk band that he had. Um, I've I've forgotten what they're. Didn't called. they? Wasn't
4: Fleet? Didn't Flea play bass? That, on that was
2: yeah, yeah. He did play bass in it, but Omo uh, Rodriguez Lopez's younger brother
4: played bass live. The yeah, live yeah. Um, so uh, and he's the best. And wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Ed O'Brien or Johnny Greenwood involved in that as well? There was some weird, I'm really? sure there was a Radiohead connection as well. Hmm. Weird. Maybe yes, not. Maybe I'm not. not. Sure. I, um, I, I, I actually don't think there's anybody that I would go that bananas for on, uh, on, on buying their gear. I can't, I really can't think of anything. I mean, in terms of like someone, someone who's achievable and someone who would actually do it. I, I'm not, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, and I think I think it's down to the fact that most, um, m- like most of the guitars that they're selling on here. Don't get me wrong, there's some really cool stuff on here, but it's stuff that I think I would want to not spend the premium and just buy a yeah a, a normal one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if you are a super fan, like for example, that the Lee Ronaldo. Um, d- prototype for his jazz master yeah. was uh, was in there and that's 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 really cool like, that's that's something that's really nice for for if you're like a super fan of um, I was seeing the prototype Sony.
3: stuff like it was the Chris Shiflett thing it's like, I'm not a massive Foo Fighters fan but the prototype of the Chris Shiflett I'm like that's a cool guitar to have that was a fantastic
2: guitar a what, what,
3: what, explain what the Chris
2: Shiflett was for listeners Matty. That
3: was the so it was based on a custom telly but it was a like a normal telly shape with normal humbuckers. Yeah. Pa- it was two seamless. So Duncan. instead of the
2: wide range humbuckers, it was normal humbuckers. Yeah. Still still two. the 72 plate.
3: Yeah. But uh, it was a, with a rosewood fretboard.
2: Yeah. And it was right. a pearloid guard. And it was yeah. quite a nice colour as well. I can't remember no, what it the like finish a, was. A, it was
3: just a white. I think like a pearl white or a white. Right. But it was a great looking guitar. And actually a really nice playing guitar as well. Um, and
2: where thought... did, did they they just release those as mexicans didn't they so they were they were quite a reasonable price as well I seem to remember
3: yeah i don't think they were much it's one of the nicest sort of signatures I remember I uh, was... that and the um oh what's his name Graham Coxon I think is one of the best signature tellies fender have
2: ever done um mm. but yeah. That's, that was an awesome guitar. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Matt Knight, talk to me about cab simulators. Oh,
3: well, um, there's a lot of them <laughs> to start <laughs> with. A lot of people going down the street because I think a lot of people are trying to come up with, you know, the next Sansamp or the next solution for playing at home, the next solution for recording at home, because I think we're seeing people make great recordings from a home studio i don't think you need you know i was talking to some people about sessions they did 30 years ago when they were being whisked off to la and doing massive sessions and you know there was you know thousands of hundreds tens of thousands of pounds getting you know um splashed around where people now are like can you just record it at home and then send it over to me and then i'll mix it at home in my home studio and um You know, a lot of people, like myself, live in a a small flat, so you need, like, a better recording solution. Um, And this company, DSM Noisemaker, which are relatively new. I've checked their website. They are sort of... They have a a bigger version. The mini version is now in, um, like, a prototyping stage, and you can pre-order it for um, a small fee. It's, like, a mini MUA-sized version of a cab sim and a power amp. So there's no IR loading or anything like that. It's all... Uh, in an analogue world, so very similar to the old Tech21 guitar sands amps. Um, Four controls which cover things like texture and resonance um, of the cab performance, but then you also have an overall output um, and an amp gain as well. So you've got a quarter inch out um, and you've also got an XLR ground lift as well. So it's a really nice all-in-one like mini guitar package to stick at the end of your pedal board for recording. I actually think it's great yeah. and especially now with companies like uh is it Moore doing all of the preamp pedals. I mean, there's a great way of just building basically a tiny amp onto your pedal board.
2: Yeah, absolutely. For people who still want to use analogue pedals, I think this is a fantastic solution because, of course a lot of the um a lot of the amp and cab sims that are that that are coming out are, are part of big box units like the Headrush yeah. or the Helix. And you, you know, if if you If you don't want those things but you still want you know the ability to sign and record then what's what could be better than a mini pedal sized version of this
3: that was always the great thing about the old um guitar sans amps but they had all the dip switches because it was all in an analog world it's sort of you know they'd created their own sounds and built them into these boxes you're not expecting just a digital hard drive that you just load your sounds into You know, they've actually sat there and physically created the circuits to give a power amp feel that they like the sound of. Um, And I really like that. It feels like there's a little bit more craftsmanship involved um, than effectively just creating something that, you know, puts out a digital version of it or whatever.
2: Yeah, I think it's super cool. A really cool like uh, alternative solution. Um, I didn't see anything on price for this.
3: Um, so um, they are on the website now. So they, they've done, like I said, they've done a deluxe one um, for a while, which is a slightly bigger version. Uh, with a lot more options in terms of the power amp, which is 269. So, if you want the smaller version, a little bit is more. Is that headable. US dollars? That's is it? US dollars. So, the pre order price right now uh, is 135 US dollars.
2: Oh, mate, that's great. Yeah,
3: I think it's very good. They're um, available in stores from December, pre orders shipping uh, towards the end of November, according to their website.
2: Very cool. Very yes, cool. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, speaking about... How is Segway like this today? I don't know why my Segway my game is terrible. Um, speaking about Sonic Youth, that we didn't just speak about, but spoke <laughs> about the the one before, and prototypes, and then the shifflet si- so we were talking
4: signature about signature, signature models I, I honestly i cannot believe you didn't do this after that i was listening to it and i was like he's gonna be really annoyed when he realizes he's missed out on a great segue oh, I,
2: no i did think about doing the segue but then i realized it would mean that you would have two news pieces in a yeah, row pe- and it would pe- it would throw everything out no you're right pe-
4: people people need a rest they're the upper frequencies in people's ears <laughs> just they just need a little bit of a little bit of a rest yes.
2: Yeah, absolutely but talk to us about new signature models J cross something Fender are leaking something gradually and slowly
4: um, <laughs> 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 uh, um, <coughs> I, I assume you're talking about the uh, the press release that went out this week uh, for, about the new Jimmy Page guitar at least I, at least I would hope so anyway <laughs> <laughs> <with that. laughs> yes so it was indeed. Um, so yes, so there is, uh, a little bit of a little bit of an early leak. Um, there are, um, a couple, (laughs) there are, um, a couple of custom shop models coming out, uh, next year, which is, uh, really exciting. And, uh, that's all I can say about it because that's all. all. Yeah. There's been that. that Go on. Go on.
2: Uh, so we know that it's going to be a telecaster and we know it's, it's, uh, it's it's obviously a jimmy page telecaster um, it's going to be interesting to see how this comes out um, you know whether it's uh, uh, whether it's like a standard line model or something very high end i'm very excited because that um that the the uh, there are a couple of old like live performances of of jimmy page using uh, his telecaster and i always thought it sounded absolutely amazing um And just, I think, you know, I I saw those videos when I was quite young and he used to do that thing where he'd bend the strings by um, applying pressure just above the nut. Mm. Uh, And and I just, it was the first time I'd ever seen anyone do that. And I just thought it was super cool. There's that old black and white video of him playing that telly that he had the, the... Design on which, which of course, if you see any color photos of that telly, it's, is actually way less tasteful than it looks in the uh, <laughs> yeah. in the black and white video. But um, but yeah, I I, I I'm really excited to see what yeah, happens and with
4: this. I think it's really it's really interesting because the the announcement that this uh came out in celebrate in, in to coincide with the um fiftieth anniversary of Led Zeppelin. The, sorry, I'm just going to say that again. The fiftieth. Anniversary of Led Zeppelin. That, I mean, that in itself is bananas.
3: It's just I mean, it's crazy, so, isn't it? It's so crazy to think, you know, bands like that and Pink Floyd and Clapton and oh, those bands, those people have been, like, through so much of, like, musical history. Yeah. it's, it's That is, you know, 68 Zeppelin formed. You just think, man amazing absolutely amazing to you know to be in a band then and still be talked about now probably yeah. more than ever it's, um, absolutely yeah amazing
2: absolutely well it would be really exciting to see obviously we can't say any more because uh because you don't uh, know anymore <laughs> we, we don't we don't know anymore yes absolutely um but um it'll be really exciting to see see what happens with these and actually we're gonna we're gonna take this because it is so exciting We're going to, uh, I should have pointed this out earlier on the podcast, but we're going to take this as an inspiration for this week's Patreon episode of the podcast, where we're going to be talking about uh, signature model guitars and picking out a few of our absolute favourites from the years gone by. But, uh, but yes, that should be exciting. Just one more piece of news this week, and it's from a, a little boutique amp company. Matt, this is this is really cool, but also really weird looking.
3: Yeah, Jay Chester Amplification, a brand I don't think we've uh, talked about before, have released an amp called The Wave Walker. Uh, really awesome, like Ocean Blue, Sonic Blue, Tolexed Um Fender style amplifier, I guess you could say, with wave graphics on the That's back so panel. Weird. So
2: you
3: know, you've got the Fender black face amps or the silver face era, or you know, tweed. Uh, this is the wave era. It's um, just
2: it looks like a cheap kitchen worktop.
3: Uh, just that little looks bit. Great. I must admit that that graphic on the back is not necessarily appealing to me. Uh, it has airs of ukulele brand, some sort of weird ukulele brand um, about it, but. I've it does look um in terms of the color i think it looks wicked um 13 watt amp fire, uh, inspired by the band citizen way and their latest single wave walker um i think that's probably a, a weird reference that not many people would uh, would necessarily get um built in a digital reverb rather than an actual um spring reverb but an all valve driven 6v6 uh, amplifier with a proper uh, rectifier valve as well, um, custom twelve-inch green brace ceramic speaker, mercury magnetic transformers, which are absolutely superb transformers for uh, amplifiers, and then thirty-five pounds, making it easy for gigging. But thirty-five pounds does not sound particularly light. <laughs> but then again, but then again, it is is a combo. Um, um, so price wise. Uh map price uh, in the US is seventeen nine nine. So actually it is a little bit lower than some of the other boutique competition that it will be yeah. coming up against.
2: And it's certainly it's following the, you know, the very much the trend of uh, little amplifiers like this today. Thirteen watts, single twelve, you know, cool Tolex. I'll tell you what, Fender-y they um,
3: talking of cool amps, so they have a series called the J C series. Um and they make one called the J C five, and there's one on their website that is like it's white, but someone's dropped a load of paint on it. Um, so yeah, it's just like a, you remember the the Splattercaster from uh, yeah from Fender. It basically looks like that, but and it looks like a um, some sort of paint and decorators radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, I, yeah, I guess I always just think of, uh, and I see a lot of like builders and painters decorators on the London Tube in the morning. It looks like the jeans that they usually wear as well. Because they're like, going to a painting job, I'm not going to put my fresh Levi's on until Mr. Gibson starts handing them out for free. Um, but yeah, they, they uh, actually look like cool lamps. Again, they I don't look think great. They do it as a 50
2: as well. They uh, do a 210, 50 watt version of the JC, also with this, with the sort of uh, painter and decorator finish. <laughs>
3: painter and decorator. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but i'm really into it i really like it i mean it's I a little bit cold play but it, it i think it's still cool
3: yeah I, I just it's a shame that i don't think we're necessarily going to see these in this, the uk
2: no uh, which will be a shame but hopefully they'll be there at winter nam they certainly were were at summer nam yeah um, that would always be nice i think with
4: with kind of boutique amp companies it's just so much more difficult because they are, um, you know, it's, it's a totally different voltage in the U.S. It's one ten, well, yeah, and over th- here it's two thirty. So and in the, you just and, need to make a completely different, a completely different amp. It's not like a guitar or a pedal or whatever. Yeah, um, that's why, I mean. Some companies obviously have switchable transformers,
3: but they, 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 you know, transformers like the heart of an amp. It does change the way an amp feels yeah. and responds, and of that's course. why a lot of companies build amps for that particular country and then obviously if you go to japan where things like this are also really popular they run on a different voltage as well so it becomes very very
4: tricky i think japan's 110 again though isn't it no it's 100 oh okay I wonder if 110 would work because... No, it does not. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, um,
3: because I bought some gear back uh, from Japan and I was looking at some power transformers. I spoke to a friend of mine who sells a bunch of old Japanese stuff and he's like, yeah, you can't use American transformers. Oh, right, okay. Very risky. Interesting. Mm, Denied.
2: Well, well, that brings us pretty much up to time on uh, on this week's podcast. But as I said, we will be continuing over on the uh, on the Patreon um, edition of the Guitar Nerd's podcast, where from as little as one dollar a month you can support the Guitar Nerd's podcast. One dollar a month gets you the regular episode, ad free, and early. Sometimes five dollars a month gets you an extra half an hour every week plus access to bonus features and miniseries Mark Packham has started his own new solo miniseries called a very special episode um, uh, over on the on the patreon so uh, definitely if you're part of the five or ten dollar tier go and check that out. Um, $10 a month makes you one of our executive backers Granting you access to everything already mentioned Plus the prestigious honour of having your name read out in a single breath That's right By me
4: Hang on, I've got, you, I've got you some backing music okay. I haven't listened to this, but I think it's going to be alright Okay, wait
2: Alright <clears throat> I'm ready Adrian Day, Ethan Jebediah-Bartia, Ken Sayer, Matthew King, Stephen Conradie, Golden G, Richard III, Merrin Beaton, Sean Arbo, Christopher wolfman
4: Jumperson, Robert Cousins, Rob Cruz, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Avedon, Ernie Cooper, Nate Nagel, Ross Edwards, Christopher Francis, Robbie carter Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Everyday James Flaker, Ryan McDermott, Ron Coyer, Blake Island, Aaron Sherman, Jake Curry, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Losef, Robin Smith, Hands up! Uh Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Rob Norwick, Steve Walker, Mark Cross, Carlos Mentor, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Blair Tom, Flory Answers, Paul Corrigan, Will Clad, Mooka, Matt, Paul Tom, the Anderson! Uh, 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 uh,
0: uh. There you have it. I got it.
4: Excuse me. Um, Bless you. Thank you. Um, I was really disappointed because uh, that I looked up bad stairway to heaven cover and that was what came up. And actually, uh, that wasn't so, that wasn't too bad. I was really I was, hoping for like yeah, comically it hope- bad. <laughs> That's yeah. what I wanted was really a yeah. really yeah. terrible version of it, but yeah, yeah. it didn't happen.
2: Oh well, you should have just played it.
4: Uh, I, I I'm so far away from even being able to do a comically bad version of uh, stairway to heaven <laughs> that <I> just. <laughs> Well,
2: there you have it. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Guitar Nerds or on YouTube at Guitar Nerds Videos. You can even visit our website, guitarnerds.net, where all our various channels are displayed in all of their glory. And you can even purchase Guitar Nerds merchandise and become a true member of the club. That's it from us for this week. We'll catch you next time for some more guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, guys.